you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Previously on DDFP. When trying to merge from the 101 onto the 405, where I bypass everybody in a long line, about a half mile long, I bypass everybody and go right to the front of the merge. Oh, I do that. It's people get angry. But then when the people honk at me, it's like, ah, settle down, granny. I, I would not want somebody to pull my hair if I was a ball carrier. It's pretty long, so it's, it's, grab, it's grabbable, right? NFL HQ, they're chopping it up five days a week doing gangbusters work there. 5 a.m. It's close. Five, wait. 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., but you know, hey. Oh, seven to nine means four. You messed it up, you the, messed first up the first time. You know, I have a confession. We were talking about McDonald's. You know, I crushed two sausage egg McMuffins two days ago. Oh, wow. Two, not one. They They're say sometimes two is better than one. I mean, so why not? And I love it. Access, right? Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. Game time gold, get it! ASA and P, we got a handful of great football games in week eight. We look back at that, look ahead to week nine coming up for you. Panthers Colts recap. We're going to play a little Hall or Nothing where we evaluate the candidacy of some current and just retired football players and whether or not they're going to wind up with a gold jacket. We're also at the midway point here. We're going to look ahead. We're going to allow everybody to revise their preseason predictions for the Final Four in pro football, college football unveiling its Final Four this week. So why don't we do that again? We can, like I say, take a mulligan here if you wish to. Right now, let's say hello. And by the way, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, and the guy seated to my immediate left. Coming up for a semicircle of infotainment. It's the semicircle of uh, of trust, I think. Love. Uh, 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 I go love. Yeah, on the DDFP. And uh, so let's say hello to him here, although we don't need to play his introduction because we already played it, even though we're showing this out of order. We already shot it with Ike, MJD, and this guy, Handsome Hank. What's the poop? Well, you just blew my mind. I know. So what's, wait, it's, I, it's, do it's, I have to time travel in order to, to make the next bit? Well, I, I, for the video users, and you can watch us on NFL.com and on YouTube, and you can uh, listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and so on and so forth. A lot of plaid going on here, and handsome. It looks a lot like we're wearing the exact same shirt here. Let's swap up at the end of the game. Ooh, that'd be fun. Like, uh, <laughs> like NFL players do. Mm-hmm. And uh, also seated to handsome's left there, one of the stars of the Around the NFL podcast. Thrice weekly, you can consume that. And, of course, seven days a week, 24 hours a day just about, you can get uh, keep up to speed on all the breaking pro football news, always delivered with a bit of mirth. It's Chris Wessling. What's the poop, fella? I'm a little intimidated by your chest hair there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's chest hair? Some spin- oh, know. no. I'm glad you went there because I wasn't going to. Oh, no. It. Start the show again. That's that, that's just horrible. No one wants to see that. Congratulations on it, though. It's lustrous. I'm old man, you yeah, know? I got, I, got, I got fur, and I'm not going to apologize for no, it. No, nor know? should you. Well, I said I was slightly you've intimidated. You've got it. Flaunt it. 
Yes, thank like you. you just were. Burt Reynolds was a sex symbol in the late 70s and, <laughs> and, made, uh, and made no apologies right. for being swarthy. Damashek in 2015. <laughs> no, sh- I was going to go with her suit more than swarthy. Yeah. Here suit and swarthy and yeah. Andrew Luck, and we're going to talk about him in, uh, in just a minute here. Let's right now, though, get to the worst plays in NFL history. We had this is a, an emerging uh, an emerging piece here on the DDFP. People really seem to like this. Now let's take a look back at the play that happened in the Meadowlands. I think they called it the Miracle in the Meadowlands Part Two. This is when Deshaun Jackson of the Eagles returned the uh, the punt to to steal the game from the Giants. Now you've seen it before, but you always hear it with uh, what's his name, Merrill. Um, the uh, Eagles, uh, no, Merrill, the, the Eagles, play-by-play man, long time. Um, uh, Reese? Merrill Reese, no. I think. You're thinking Marcel Reese. Merrill- I, Ike Reese. No, I, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed, matter. I can't recall, but you've heard it from that yeah. side. Now let's hear it, though, from the losing side. Oh, really? Yeah, let's hear it from the New York Giants play-by-play man. Take a look. Yeah! All right. The Giants blow a 21-point fourth-quarter lead. Deshaun Jackson all excited, one of the most electric return men in all the NFL, and there's Matt Dodge. I don't like his body language. I'm going to be honest with you. He's pacing like a, like a girl on her wedding day. You ask me, you can put your hands down there, Deshaun, because you're not even going to get a chance to return this. Dodge going to boot this one out of bounds, and we're going to get to overtime. There's the snap. It's a little high. Oh, it's a low kick, and it's returnable. Deshaun Jackson fumbles it. There's Calhoun, though. He's man in the spot. Oh, he whiffs the f***ing tackle. Dillard and Grant, they bounce off one another. And here comes DJ Ware, you slow f***. You f***ing slow f***. And f*** you, Deshaun, with your stupid antics. Get in the end zone. Game over. Philly wins. Matt Dodge, whose name I shouldn't even know. There you go. Punch him in the face. Punch him in the face. Don't talk to him, Tom. Punch him. I want to see you punch him. Look at this kid. What are you thinking? Oh, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just going to punt the ball out of a... you. How about that? loser. In a way, it makes the loss more painful when you hear, you know... The, the, the hometown guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's too bad. But, of course, a shout-out to Matt Money-Smith, who uh, our pal here, and uh, may have had something to do with that as well, and muzzle tub to him... One, on making his first national call with Fox. He got to call the Browns and Cardinals game on Sunday. So congratulations to him. And also congratulations because outside of maybe me, no one takes his sandwiches more seriously than Matt Money Smith. And it's National Sandwich Day. So happy sandwich to everybody. Go get a sandwich. And Chris Wessling, I owe you not one but two sandwiches. And I'm going to take those two sandwiches very seriously. Yes. yes. Is it Ryan Mallett? Well, yeah, Ryan Mallett had to make 12 starts. That's out. Now it looks like Blaine Gabbert might get more starts than uh, (laughs) than Ryan Mallett gets in 2015. And the other one was Peyton Manning's Broncos ain't going to the playoffs. That looks looks in jeopardy, too. Yeah, I don't know if that one's (laughs) going to work out. I look forward to more sandwich propositions in the future. Well, you can go to McDonald's. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a, that's a good call there. I like that. Let's get to very important stuff right now. And as promised, let's look back at the Monday night game. And start here. I mean, the real the, the story here is, I mean, Luke Keekley and Josh Norman and Thomas Davis and that defense in Carolina is for real. It's interesting to me in terms of ranking, though, that they're, I think, only ninth statistically. But you can see that there's quite a bit of difference there, that sometimes the numbers do lie. And I think that's a lie there. Nevertheless, this was all about Andrew Luck and Cam Newton get going head-to-head. So, Chris Wessling, I start with you. You know, the anointed one, Andrew Luck, this has been something we've talked about quite a bit over the course of this season, and in fact, even last year with all the bad picks from Andrew, Andrew Luck. For the rest of this season, based on what we've seen, who do you think fares better? Who would you rather have as your starting quarterback, Andrew Luck or Cam Newton? I think you'd be crazy to take Andrew Luck for the rest of this season. Nobody can even identify exactly what's wrong with him. We just know that everything's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Handsome Hank. I'd agree. I don't know how you... I mean, on the basis of everything we've seen through through the eight weeks that we've had so far, I don't know how you would possibly choose Andrew Luck. It, it was a funny transition, too, on the Monday night broadcast, John Gruden. Well, clearly something's wrong with Andrew Luck. Then he turns it on in the fourth yeah. quarter. Andrew Luck's amazing. Like, was he hurt or is he not hurt? And what about... I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get up on Mount Pius about it, but I also don't really love 
when teams do that, when players do that. You don't acknowledge you're hurt in advance, but then when things go sideways, oh yeah, you know what, he's hurt. That's what, that's what the problem is. Yeah, but I think to be fair to Andrew Luck, I'm not sure that's what's happened in this situation. I don't think he's really acknowledging it. And I think I, I think the thing that, 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 I, that gets me is when players don't tell people they're hurt and want to carry on playing and it's to the detriment of the team. Right, and, that's and what that's, I'm saying. That's what I'm pointing, that's what I'm talking about. Right, okay, I thought you meant like publicly saying it, but I don't think he's even telling people in the team how much pain he's in. All right, well then whoever is responsible for this, and by the way, it's ironic for the Indianapolis Colts who are very buttoned down about the rules. You can't do anything against <laughs> the rules. If they're playing fast and loose with the IR report or with the injury report, then uh, then like I say, hmm, curious. Little come up, little comeuppance directed yes, their way. In John Gruden's defense, though, We've seen injured quarterbacks who don't do anything for three and a half quarters, and as soon as the defense backs off the gas pedal, starts playing a little zone instead of press coverage, doesn't get after the passer, quarterback all of a sudden can move move the offense, and I think that's what we saw last night. All right. So if it's just for I, I agree, obviously, you gotta go with Cam Newton, who by the way, again, I keep saying that he Tom Brady has to be your MVP right now. It's a, you, you can't really argue against that, I don't think. But a close number two at this point, especially given the way Aaron Rodgers played a mile high on Sunday night, Cam Newton's got to be the second in the MVP uh, You should create night. a new award called the Almost MVP and give it to Cam Newton every year. Well, I'm, well I mean, again, Ed Ginn Jr.? Did right. you see that? Did that you drop. see? Oh, he had four great passes in a row in overtime. Yeah. Yes, he did. And they were made to Philly Brown. Philly Brown now starting to step up and actually hang on to the ball a little bit here. But nevertheless... Philly Brown and Ted Ginn Jr. are his dirty starting that's, receivers, right. and they're seven and zero. And that's the V. Shout out the number one. That's the V in MVP. I mean, he's putting the vat like Brady's playing out of this world, but he's doing it with Gronk and Edelman and Deion Lewis and some really nice pieces around him. What Cam's doing with the you know it's really basically um, Greg Olson uh, Greg is, is, is very is, good. Is, I'm is not good. refuting and, and, that. And Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart. Stewart is good, but. But not to the same level. No. But like you say, with with Philly Brown and Ted Ginn, being able to do that is is pretty incredible. Who would you rather have for the for the next five years? Let's say, Andrew Luck or Cam Newton. If I'm starting this imaginary franchise, I would take Cam because I think I'd sell more tickets that way. Mm. I'm all about Andrew Luck. But I'm Andrew all about Luck. the economics. Explain that one. Explain the Andrew. I, I, I'd be interested in your analysis as to why. I think he's going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. I think this is a bump in the road and. I think he does just about everything better than Cam Newton when he's going right. Do you think, I mean, I I'm trying to think of a, a great quarterback, and I agree with you, I think he will be one of those guys, but I can't think of one of the great quarterbacks of all time that have had a season as bad as this has gone so far for Andrew Luck. Let's say it doesn't, John let's say it doesn't get much better than this. I don't know. But this John, deep I mean, into his this career, deep people into, say he's I'm so saying, young. He's in here early on. I'm talking about fourth, fourth Andrew year. Luck's where in we his fourth year. You can't use the "well, right. he's still young" thing. Exactly. I mean, I don't he think. was an MVP. Terry Bradshaw was about him. benched for Gilliam his fourth year. I, I don't yep. know that Terry Bradshaw, everyone believes, is is one of the greatest of all time. Shame on you. That was a different era. Damashek also thinks Ryan Mallett's. Oh yeah. Listen, I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to even indulge that nonsense. Do you really? You real the four-time Super Bowl champion. I'm not saying he's not the two-time MVP of the Super Bowl. You don't know these great. Is he one of the ten best quarterbacks of all time? Yes, he is. You don't think Terry Bradshaw is one of the ten best of the Super Bowl era? Yeah, I'm not. I yeah. All right, let's now we have to do it. Now we have to do it. Marino, Elway, Brady, Peyton, Montana. Let's put him in the list. Montana. Okay, keep going. Favre. 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 These are guys that are better than Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. That's seven. Steve Young. I don't know about that. I have no I doubt think about a that. Quarterback, definitely. One Steve is, Young is definitely better than yes, Terry Bradshaw. One of the most I, accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. All right, Terry Bradshaw is like one of the least accurate. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know what, Wes? You know what you do all the time? This is your thing. <laughs> this is the thing that you hang your hat on, and it's fine because a lot of head coaches do too. But it, it, we have a preponderance. In the NFL analyst community, where the only, where not the only thing, but the biggest factor for who's a good QB is how accurate they are. And there have been a lot of great QBs that that isn't their number one virtue. It's a pretty Cam important Newton, part of the position. I get it, right. but there are other guys that are not that. You know, John Elway. Is Cam Newton great? Cam Newton will go down as one of the. 25 best uh, quarterbacks. I mean, he's going to have to get a ring like most anybody else who wants to be a part of that conversation. What number in our list do we get to? You got to seven? 
Because can I? I, I want to add more, Troy yeah. Aikman. Can I add Jim Kelly? Troy Aikman. No, I'm not going to allow Troy Aikman. You're not going to allow Troy behind the best offensive line in NFL history so? with Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith on his side. What's that, what's that got to do with anything? He look. He there are a lot of people that will it. tell you. There are a lot of people that will tell you, and I, it, much to my surprise, that say Troy Aikman is a borderline Hall of Famer. Right. I that dropped my jaw, but but there are people who will make that. Jim Kelly, can we put Jim Kelly ahead of uh, ahead of Bradshaw? Since he's from Pittsburgh, I'd take Big Ben over Terry Bradshaw. I, you know, what's interesting, Wes, that's right. But you know what? You know what you can't say about Ben Roethlisberger? Lethally accurate. That's one thing you wouldn't say about him. Ben Roethlisberger? He's gotten better over the course of his career. Very accurate. Now he is. He wasn't, but when he won, right? When he, he won his, when he won two Super Bowls, that wasn't his chief virtue. He was one of the best improvisational quarterbacks right. earlier in his career. So he had different features at different points in his career. All right. Now so we'll we move on. 10. I we didn't get past. We did get past ten. Absolutely, positively, did not get past ten. We did not. <laughs> How did we? When did when, when did that slip it's by fine. me? I didn't hear it was get past Roger, ten. Roger Starbuck. Yep. 10, I'm 11. taking him over Terry Bradshaw. All right, that's very close though, okay. and I don't. I think I'm with you on Roger Staubach over Bradshaw, but that's that's razor thin. And for what it's worth, and I would think it is worth quite a bit. Two Super Bowl head to heads. Who won both of those? Give Staubach the steel curtain. We'll see how that turns oh, out. Oh yeah, Doomsday. That poor that, that, that poor bunch. How which, did they ever make which it? Which one out was there? better? Are you going to allow that the right. Doomsday defense was a better defense than the Steel Curtain? No, I'm not okay. going to. But let's not <laughs> act like. But let's not act like Doomsday was some uh, uh, middle of the road defense itself. It was very good, which is why they got to the Super Bowl. All right. Let's before we uh, move on here, real quick. Vernon Davis, Peyton Manning. What does it mean? Handsome already weighed in, and, and as we as we mess with the space time continuum, so bite your tongue. Let's get Wes's thoughts. I love it. I think that Vernon Davis has been one of the most poorly utilized players in the league over the last two years. That offense has been dysfunctional. Next gen stats tell us he has the first and third highest speed of tight ends this year. So that hasn't vanished. I think he's just not being used correctly. And Peyton Manning, as much as you've ripped on him and I've ripped on him. I thought Sunday night versus the Packers was the yeah, best he's thrown the ball in a calendar year. Yep. And it wasn't Kubiak's offense. It's that physically Peyton Manning didn't have six or eight throws that came out of his hand like a duck. He threw with precision. He went downfield. He looked great. He's always been able to get the best out of his tight ends. I think it's a great fit. Well, they figured it out, and Ike Taylor really broke this down for us. And uh, it, it was interesting talking to him yesterday about that uh, Peyton performance is that they're not attacking the middle of the field, even though they're trying to take away that, uh, you know, teams are now challenging him to throw it deep up the middle. He's not taking that bait anymore. Instead, they're running a lot of crossing routes, and when he can just lead them in short little, uh, little, I mean, especially Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, two things that they, the thing that both those guys do well is run after the catch. You would think uh, that now you throw Vernon Davis in there to be at, at, at minimum a distraction up that middle seam there. That, should, that uh, can only help. I still don't think they have enough to take care of the Patriots. But we'll have that conversation right now, in fact, among many other interesting little tidbits from Maurice Jones-Drew, Ike Taylor, and Handsome Hank. Let's get it over to us right now. Here it is, the meeting of the minds of DDFP, the inner circle to break down week eight for you and perhaps look ahead to some big storylines in week nine, starting off with MJD, Maurice Jones. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It's Don't nice. It's a little affection. You're one of my favorite colleagues. Speaking of which, Ike Taylor over there and... Lastly, but not leastly, all the way from London, England, our resident <laughs> Miami Dolphins fan, it's Handsome Hank. This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even well, look like time. James Bond. He's handsome, he's handsome. Is he? He's from London. Is that he right? Is sound like is that a I think there's a new movie coming out. Like I think it's this one. He doesn't yeah, throw like that. Hmm? He doesn't throw like that. Oh, he yeah, no, not that good. No. Is it time for a black James Bond? And who oh. would be the better James Bond, Me. Ike Taylor or Maurice Jones-Drew? Me all day. You're bet, you'd be better. Be. James Bond? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he would be like I a think better. MJD, remember there was the guy who wears the hat? I think he's called um, Q. Oh no, oh, no, you want me the short guy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy? <laughs> 
Like a good hat. And then I think he had like a thing that stuck out of his shoe. Nah. What made you want to come up with the James Bond edition? I didn't do that. I don't That's, know. You signed off to it. Well, you know. Listen, you, you, your, are you, are you your jokes say are no getting to old, Hank. That's as cool an Englishman what? as there is, right? No. Maybe David Beckham? Me. I don't know. Who else should no, it be? No, not David Beckham. Dennis, uh, Denzel Washington. He's not English. <laughs> 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 I don't know actor. if he's ever been to London, let alone well, come from there. London. I think he was in a movie with that once. All right. Anyway, so we'll, we'll talk about James Bond at a later date. You've seen all the movies, though? No. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm a James Bond head. See, like, I, I Taylor knows about pop culture. I have been stunned by what MJD doesn't know about uh, pop culture. Ah, slow down. <laughs> I know a little bit more than what you think. <laughs> well, talk about it at a later date. To, I just choose not to use it here. One day we have to have a quiz of who knows the most and who knows the least we, about pop culture. We've been asking you to come eat with us. I know. Well, listen, I, you know I want to come and eat with you. That's for sure. But I, one thing we couldn't do is listen to music together because MJD told me the other day, and it was quite a revelation, he's never heard of Pink Floyd. Well, That's weird. How have you never heard of him? He's from my neighborhood. I don't know it him. It has nothing to do with neighborhood. I Taylor, you know he. Pink Floyd, don't you? <laughs> you don't know like Pink Floyd either? Handsome Hank. Is that weird or is that it is kind of weird? But, uh, but it's, I mean, it's not so totally surprising. That's like me asking. It's different. That's it's different. like me asking. Do you know who Soldier Slim is? Right. Yeah. Do you know who Two Chains is? No, and I'm not going to pretend I do. I know who Two Chains is. I've heard of Two Chains. No, you but never, I'm not you pretend never heard of no Two Chains. Because <laughs> I heard of Two Chains. All right. Now, have you ever heard of Vernon Davis? He doesn't wear a San Francisco 49ers so uniform don't. anymore. Mm-hmm. Now giddy he up. wears a Denver Broncos giddy up, giddy uniform. Giddy up, giddy up. What about this, Ike? What do you think this means? I mean, Vernon Davis has been very unproductive over the last uh, what, however many weeks or even dating back into 2014, but do you think he can be a factor with Peyton and company? So how Carson Palmer resurrected Larry Fitz, that's what Peyton mm-hmm. and Vernon is about to do. What do yeah. you think, Hanson? I think, I mean, Peyton was throwing the ball to his tight end a lot last night as well. With Vernon Davis, too, though, I mean, that, I think it's a good fit. MJD, does this swing the AFC, or is it still the Patriots to lose? Uh, it's still the Patriots to lose, but I think this gives... Uh, the Denver offense, another weapon to throw the ball to when they try to double team uh, Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders. You get that Julius Thomas guy, and actually he's faster than Julius Thomas, so those little screens they throw, toe downs like you saw last night, he'll be able to make them turn into a little bit more. Well, and he and he also not only can work that seam, and Ike tells us all the time about that, and, it, and, and you know, if you have a QB who knows how to get the ball to the – I mean, you really can attack the middle of the field, but – Peyton's lack of arm strength, you would think that would really benefit you know, him, especially in the it, middle of the If field. you paid attention last night, nothing was really up the seam. Uh-uh. Everything up the seams was pretty much on the outside. With the tight ends, they did a lot of crossing mm-hmm. routes. So him going across that middle on crossing routes, running away from them safeties and them linebackers, that's what you're about to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I am very sad today. Week 8 is in the books. We're halfway through the pro football season. Of course, that's reason enough. To be sad, where's it going already? And But the real headline, as far as I'm concerned, we talked about it on Game Day Blitz. And make sure you join us, NFL Now, 1 p.m. through the completion of the late afternoon games. MJD, Ike, me, and some other uh, people get together to watch all the games you can watch along with us. And we talked about it. Steve Smith going down, heartbreaking. Next stop, Hall of Fame. I think we all agree on that. And then Levy and Bell. I'm not just with him in spirit. I have uh, his socks to show my uh, Are those legs. black support. or blue? They oh, they're, like they're, they're black and gold. They're black and gold. What do you think they are? Mm-hmm. They're Levy and Bell specials. He don't specials. know how to wash his clothes. He don't know how to wash his That happens. Well, the Ravens, I mean, their season is probably over one way or the other, but they should pretty much cinch it if there was any hope of them getting in it. They don't have a legitimate pass catcher, at least wide receiver. Levy and Bell, though, is an interesting thing, and you're the running back, so I'll start with you here. MJD, but I think D'Angelo Williams, that uh, all of a sudden looms awfully large that Kevin Colbert of the Steelers went out and got him, and that makes it so that I don't think the Steelers are finished in the wild card chase, at least now. I, I don't think they are. Um, obviously, when Le'Veon was out early, D'Angelo Williams did a great job running the ball, helping out that offense with that play-action pass. I think it just sucks, though, that you have your, your yeah. big three rolling on the field together for, like, 28 minutes or something crazy like that. I mean, literally, I think yeah. that's what yeah, it is. It was unbelievable. So, I, obviously, you feel bad for Le'Veon Bell and all those things that happened, but it's part of the game. And, and the one of the best thing that I talk about with Ike about Pittsburgh is they just move on. We can't, we can't dwell on the past. Obviously, it sucks that he got hurt. Yeah, we hope he gets better, but we have to. this ship has to continue to move on. 
Did he? Co- did, Mike, did Mike Tomlin actually coin the phrase "next man up"? It seems like he did, right? Now yeah. everybody uses it. In that's football. that's been his motto, and we didn't have segments from coaches who made excuses about guys who was hurt. And Mike T, like, hey man, yeah, he's hurt. It's part of the business. It's time for the next man to move up and show and showcase what he can do. I started from somebody getting injured. Willie Williams, he was the corner in front of me, pull a hamstring, and it was over. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I'm why, saying? Why usually, usually guys get – unless you're a first or second rounder, usually guys get their starts either one from waiting or two, the guy in front of you got hurt and you come in and you handle your business. Do you suppose that the locker room – or I don't know if you've spoken with anybody since the game on Sunday, but do, do you, is the locker room – all right? Are they worried? Seven nah, they're, didn't they're, look so good in nah, his first game back. Seven didn't look bad. He was just rusty. So mm-hmm. now he's two and five coming off of injuries. You know what I'm saying? But D'Angelo Williams, don't get it twisted. His first two games, he was leading the league in rushing. You know, so they asked him to come in um, in shape, lose some weight. That's exactly what he did. He showed off the first two games. He had some spurts the last game, too. Like you said, it just sucks. The big three only can be on the field less than 30 minutes. But at the same time, man, they always feel like they're reloading. Pittsburgh mindset, when it comes down to drafts and getting guys ready, they feel like they always reload. Handsome, who's getting the wild card now? Once you get past the Patriots and the mm-hmm. Broncos, can't argue that defense on Sunday night shutting down Aaron Rodgers like that. Stingy. I mean, yeah. I couldn't. I mean, I, this is now shaping up to not just be the best defense in the NFL, but one of the better defenses we've seen in the 21st century. But okay, Broncos. Let's so count them and the Bengals. Yeah, then exactly. Who's so getting we, in? Well, we talked when we talked last week. You threw out. We threw out some names. I think on on Tuesday morning after we'd seen the Monday night game. Dolphins. You can throw those back out again now. The Jets were another team we talked about. They lost to the Raiders yesterday. We didn't talk about the Raiders last week. I think the Raiders have to be part of that conversation now. Bills, throw them out. I think the, I think the, Steelers, and the, I think the Steelers and the Raiders are probably two teams. That hey, Mina's got on the same page. I just did a segment, and I said the same thing. Hmm. The you Steelers the and the Raiders. Okay, I don't mean throw the Bills out to the same extent as those. Uh, and, and probably not you the Jets the, either. You but throw the Dolphins I, out. Let's, t- let's do that now. <laughs> Put them out. Okay? Let's take, take the them Jets, out. Jets but I re- we didn't, last week, we didn't get MJD, give... he likes the Dolphins, though. Aren't you, don't you feel bad no, saying that no, they're out? I mean, it's the truth. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that, but we didn't speak about the Raiders no. last week when we were talking I about it. I think the Raiders, Raiders you guys I think the Raiders are legit. I think that that what they did against the Jets, that's a team that could well, very easily be playing in January. Let me say this before we jump the gun and get all hyped on the Raiders, because I'm a Raiders fan and I want to jump, to, I want to get on there and be like, "Go Raiders, go!" and all that crazy stuff. They have to win in Pittsburgh to to, to really show you have to win on the road. In a hostile environment to be a oh, a we're wild getting to that person. game. We're getting to that game. Fear not on that, fellows. But back to Steve Smith. It leads me to something I was thinking about. Peyton Manning had a good week eight. Tom Brady had a great Thursday night. Yep. NBA basketball is back, and there's a few old guys making headlines, good and bad, in the NBA. I think it's time we unveil the uh, the. It's the first go round of the weekly old man power rankings. Mm. And I think at the top of the list right now, it's got to be Tom Brady. He's, he's the MVP of the league so far, right? He's, he's the best old man. Our standard is 38 and older. I think that's a good way to evaluate. Really? I was going to say 35. 35? Yarmir Yager, I, you that? should know him from the Pittsburgh Penguin days there. He's, a, he's, he's 44 years old, and he's among the league leaders in goals in the NHL. He's still playing with Wait, has hockey kids? started now? Pardon me? Yeah, has hockey started? started. Wow. Hockey's underway, yes. Hockey. 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 <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> Wonder who's the best. That would be a good segment. MJD and Handsome Hank talk hockey for five minutes. I'd like to hear that one. They have nothing for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boy, Number cold, three, cold out Tim Duncan for all the yes. titles. But I don't know. I feel Steve Smith in honor of what might be the end of his career. Then again, nah. he said. He said he's coming back. Yeah, he might come back. Charles Woodson keeps on going. I mean, listen. It's Please one thing for interceptions. Listen, That's crazy, you, isn't it, Ike? You know what I just found out? That fifth one gave him a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, really? Incentive. Like he needed. It's remarkable. In week eight, he got there already. I guess there was Daryl Green of uh, of DC back a generation ago who did until he was about 40. Wood is in a good situation over there. He's surrounded by a lot of young talent, and they look up to this guy like how I still look up to this guy. Mm -hmm. So, man, he's just playing some good football. And all they ask him to do is roam the middle of the field. That's all he's going to do. He's going to sit back there, play 20 yards deep, they throw the ball deep, you go get it. And he still has the juice enough to go. Yeah, he's going to play situational football in the red zone. And mm-hmm. he's more right than wrong when it comes down to making the decision. 
If we missed any names on our old man power rankings, hashtag DDFP, join the conversation. But talking Steve Smith, it leads me to this. Hall or nothing, I say he gets the gold jacket. But let's play our little game here, mm-hmm. our, uh, one of our favorite segments, Hall or nothing. I'm going to give you a few names. I'm you tell you. me if their next stop is Canton, Ohio. Handsome Hank, Steve Smith. Yes. I mean, it's easy, Definitely. right? This, yeah. one, this is an tenth, easy one to start. That's an easy one. Why give us that? I don't know, because people act like, it's a, like it well, is a question. I don't know who question. would be. I, don't know I, I can tell that. you why they're acting like that, because he's number 15 in receiving catching. So he's, he's 10 in yards. No, he, he's 10th in yards. He's 15th in receiving. He's also Fitzgerald is up there in receiving. But he's also from a small market, too. So Carolina wasn't a big name. Even though they went to the Super Bowl and did all those things, they didn't have, he didn't get the same media attention as most of these other receivers that you hear about. But, again, his numbers speak for themselves. He was the best receiver in the league two, three years running in Carolina without a quarterback, Jake DeLome. Who's that guy? He was uh, not, not going to be. He was finna. He was finna be. F-I-N-N-A. <laughs> he was finna be, like, top ten in receiving. Well, the I mean, other thing, yeah, and maybe he will. Maybe he'll come back and do that. But like you say, his prime year spent with Jake DeLome, who I guess got him to a Super Bowl, but it's not as though he's uh, he's ticketed for the Hall of Fame himself. But Steve Smith, the, the measure is, uh, talking to some Hall of Fame guys is, was this guy ever the best at his position in the sport for any year? Steve Smith was that with yeah. Carolina for a the, year. The, the last two years, we were talking about his age. <clears throat> the past two years, he's been dominating. Next, position. next name up on this one. This one's surprising because two, three years ago, you would have said it's just a matter of time. But now it occurred to me watching the London game on Sunday morning that it might be in question. Calvin Johnson, Hall or nothing? Oh, it's a Hall. You think if he retired tomorrow, yeah, oh, he goes definitely. to the Hall of Fame? He, has, he broke the one Wait, record. If he retired tomorrow, you mm. have to remember. I don't know broke, if he would be. He broke Jerry Why Rice's single-season receiving record. Why because it, that in the same, right there is the Hall. Because in, by the same measure you just applied to Steve Smith, Calvin Johnson's numbers stacked up against 21st century pass catchers aren't that – I mean, right. you, they don't drop your job. At this point, he's 30th in So then, then I'm going to flip this over to you. You said, was he the most dominating guy in his position? Yes. yes. Fair point. Yeah. Handsome. You say no? I was, I was just asking the question. If it was right now, I think it's difficult. But I think if he plays another three, four years – No, he, which right going, now. Remember, you, you got to remember – Eight, there's certain things that you do to get into the Hall of Fame. You got to break certain records. So a season, season, or a 2,000 yards rushing mm-hmm. for a running back, a single season record. Most of the time, if your career is up to par a little bit, you can be a little bit below par. Yep. But if you break a big record like that, they automatically put you in. I mean, so, he broke Jerry Rice's receiving record. So if I, Dave, can I throw one out? Andre Johnson is is another guy coming to the end. Well, of his I'll just career say though who, about Calvin Johnson, I think there's, I think he's hurt in maybe my mind. By the mystique that surrounded him early in his career. He was supposed to be the greatest wide receiver of all time. And while he's been very good, it feels like there's something disappointing about what's right. going on here. Yes, Andrew. He was hurt by Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with That's you. That's heard by. It's that tandem. I feel like there's a little bit of a stink on it that they haven't done as much as, much as, as they everyone should expected have done, them right? to do. Next name here, and I'm surprised by this one because I brought this up out of the blue, and I was very surprised. Ben Roethlisberger, you think is in question? He's in the hall, like. I, I told you, man, they're going to ask too many questions. Like, it's too many of y'all in the Hall of Fame. Y'all meaning the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's too many of y'all in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, that's why I feel like they're going to put a question. Right now, we just had something going on. They, I know. They just fired the fire alarm. I, know, I, thought, I was worried. I, I like, you said something bad. They felt like I said something yeah. bad at the time. I don't think so you they can talk about it with a big Ben like that. Yeah. The shadowy, uh, the shadowy league figures have uh, have eyes on you, Ike. They're worried, you to, worried oh, about man, it. Man, eyes been say. on me for the longest. I accept <laughs> it. I embrace it. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm going to throw one in. Oh, you say Andre Johnson? Yeah, let's. I, I think he's. I, I, for some reason, I feel like his his candidacy to... looks better than Calvin Johnson's right now. No, because he's well, never. I mean, he was his. He, he was never really the, led the was... league in receiving. He never did anything like that in his career. He just kind of. He's always been a really good receiver. With a bad quarterbacks. You know what? Like Ben Roethlisberger, we're playing through a lot of traffic yeah. right now. No, you know, oh, yeah. alarms going up. So that my, my thing is, if you're going to put Ben in there, what's wrong with Eli? Ooh, I, think, I think Eli's, Eli's in, there. in there. Eli's okay. numbers are going to be gargantuan. You see that on Sunday. He just threw six touchdown passes, even though they lose the game. With Odell Beckham, and if Victor Cruz ever gets back, if he does get back this season or next, the numbers are going to be so prohibitive that there's no way you can argue him out right. of the Hall of Fame. 
Although, was he ever the best at the position during his career? No way. He was, never it, it, it was probably one of the best in the postseason in his the position. Best Don't the forget, postseason. he beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Oh, I've not forgotten that. Yeah, okay, no, I, God. you sleeping. <laughs> I should say that he is going to the Hall. Why am I sleeping? I just put him into the Hall of Fame. He's sleeping. What about Maurice Jones-Drew? Hall of Fame or not? Yeah, I like him. Hey, this is crazy, though. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know in his nine seasons he had close to 10,000 yards. I didn't know that. No. Nah. I want to ask you guys this. Well, now that we're into it, Maurice Jones-Drew, gold jacket or Super Bowl ring? Which would you rather? I'd rather have the ring. I'd rather have the ring. I'd take both. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the – they tax you all they want to in UK. They want everything. See, this, is why we, this is why we kicked you out. It's that kind of an attitude. Okay. You want too much. I'd like you well, but you know. I think that one like goes nicely both. with the other, right? Then it hits you with the you know. Would you trade, I mean, if you really want a ring, how far are you willing to go to get it? It's like the York Peppermint Patty kind of thing. But would you be willing to accept an arch villain, a guy who defeated you a lot? For instance, Maurice Jones-Drew, your Jacksonville Jaguars, had some very good years playing up against, though, you the, the, the big bully in your division, Peyton Manning's Colts. What if at the twilight of your career in Peyton's they said, all right, you're going to go to the playoffs. You just have to do it with Peyton Manning in a Jags uniform. Yes or no? Now I'd probably be like, come on. <laughs> but when I was playing, I was so into just beating Peyton and being the best Jags. And we got to be like, nah, we cool. Ike, I what if they said play. to you, okay, this is your last season. Your Steelers can go to the Super Bowl, but Ray Lewis is playing linebacker on the team. On oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers Yeah, team? he wears the Steelers uniform. Oh, he came my way. So I'm cool with that. You're cool with that. If, you if I were out, a right? Minnesota Viking yeah. and Brett Favre showed up to play after years of tormenting my team, I would say, I'm not interested in you being in here. Hit Why? the bricks. Why? Because uh, uh, for reason I said, it would be like the Joker joining forces. Hey, when he get the stuttering at me. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome Hank, would you take Tom Brady as the Miami Dolphins QB right now? I mean, if it meant that the Dolphins would win even a single Stop. game, that would be nice. Yeah. He would be your best Where's your player? honor? He he would, no honor. I'm saying. They have no honor on this side you, over here. Oh, my QB. goodness. We're men of integrity. I don't we, got a, we both got a ring. I'm trying to win. <laughs> you, got, you got a ring? Well, we, we would do. My ring won't be tarnished, though, by a lack of dignity. He's like the guy on Italian job that goes and gets all the stuff and has no creativity. So he takes everything everyone else has as a house for his own shoes and the fancy car that everyone's talking about. He got no I want both the gold jacket and the ring. Why not? You have no Shoot for the stars. Well, we talk about Raiders Steelers, of course. This rivalry, Ooh. as steeped in tradition as any non divisional rivalry as the NFL has, do you know the Raiders and Steelers played each other in the playoffs five straight years in the 70s? How loco is that? They played each other in some big games in the 80s. They would have met in the Tuck after the Tuck Rule game oh, if the Tuck man. Rule had not gone against the Raiders. That would have been your AFC title game that year. But here we are in 2015. With some real stakes here, Ike, why is it that the Steelers, who've been pretty good over the course of the 21st century, when they play the Oakland Raiders, who've been pretty crummy over the course of this century, why can you guys never beat this team? What gives? Man, it's that one eye. It's that passion of the eye, man. It's, it's, it's that one He's winking man. at you the whole yeah. game at distraction. Yeah, it, every time you go to the black hole, for one, MJG said the best. Man, that, that flight takes a lot out of you. For two, man, it, it's it's that. Bl- I don't know if y'all have a curse on us. We lost a game where the offense had 97 yards total. Total. Look at some of these guys you lost to. Though. Total. No, Terrell no. Pryor. Hey, that guy. That guy's still playing. He can run. All right, look at Ike mm-hmm. there. He was. <laughs> that boy running fast. I get blocked downfield there. That boy running fast. What about this week, fellas? Give it to me. MJD, you have your Raider loyalties. Ike, you have your Steeler loyalties. Handsome Hank, I turn to you. What do you think? We'll get your official pick mm-hmm. later in the week, but what do you think here? I think the Steelers will probably win this time. because I think partly because Ben shook off the rough. Well, off the rust with D'Angelo Williams. MJD, how you feeling here? I feel like Oakland has a – they're going to win because they're going to stuff the run. They have one of the top run defenses. And then they're going to – I like that. Look at these bum teams. I like that. that they, I like Bruce that. Gradkowski came into Heinz Field and <laughs> I like beat that. the I, I got I got interrupted when I saw all that. But, uh, <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I feel like the Raiders are going to stuff the run and then they're going to make them one-dimensional and they don't give up the deep ball. 
And that's one, something that Pittsburgh thrives on is the D-ball. I don't think they can make a methodical drive down. Field. I do want to point out, I want to give credit where credit's due. Ike Taylor said back in August, because there was a lot of noise about the Steelers' defense being deficient, it really has been terrific. Whatever ails this team, it is not what that de- – they've really been among the best over the last month or so. You said by the halfway point in the season, the Steelers would turn a corner and really turn it on here. They're ahead of schedule almost. Yeah, you can drive on them, but you're not going to score sevens. You know what I'm saying? They lost a, a, a close game against a hot quarterback, mm-hmm. Andy Dalton. You know, they pretty much shut him down. They drove up and down the field a little bit, the Cincinnati Bengals, but they didn't score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And that's all Coach uh, Keith Butler wants. Yeah, they can drive down. But once they get in this red zone, you're kicking three. Mm-hmm. The same thing the Arizona Cardinals did last year with Coach Ty Bowles. Pretty much the same recipe. So when you look at their defense, their rankings are 24, 27. When you look at the red zone, which it counts, it's like top five. Okay, and uh, last thing is Ike Taylor picked this up as we were out there on the game day blitz set on Sunday. He, he shouted out. I said, what happened, Ike? It was something from the Bucks and Falcons game. Take a quick look here. Watch Famous Jameis. I've never seen this in an NFL game. And actually, I can't recall even seeing it in a big-time college game either. Okay, Watch Jameis. number three there. Pitch the ah, ball. Give me some of that. That lead block. That's a linebacker, too. Hey, he almost put that linebacker to sleep. Him, look, he hey, that linebacker right. got up slow. <laughs> that linebacker got up slow. See, Man. this is what I'm saying. Look at, you gotta, look at this. Ha! Give me some of that. Well, look at it. He almost went to sleep. MJD, yeah, he, he, he almost went to sleep. When you have a quarterback willing to sacrifice his body like that at a young age, mm-hmm. he wants. Look at He accelerated. Look at he him accelerate. His last—I mean, steps, that's, yeah, that's he accelerated. You with know that. what, Ike? You hear that a lot, and it's to me, it's become a little bit of empty rhetoric. You always see the the John Elway running down in Super Bowl Thirty Two in the the helicopter, yeah. and and it's weird to me because I've talked to Broncos about that game, and they say, "Oh yeah, when that happened, we knew we were going to win." I was, I said, "How important could that have been?" It was a ten yard run from an old man. It wasn't but, about the run. He was, was willing to. He was about, willing to sacrifice his own body. For the, the greater I, and people say that a lot, but I think so many QBs have heard that that they that they feign as though they're that guy, but they're not really that. What we just saw there, that guy. It's, I mean, Jameis was seeking contact. It's, yeah. it's going to be a moment where you're going to have to make, like we always talk about, an executive decision, and it's going to hurt. This man accelerated <laughs> in that moment to try to lay that linebacker out so his guy, and his running back, can make a play. I think the biggest one for me was it was Tom Brady against the Baltimore Ravens, and he dove over knowing that he was going to get smashed by Ray Lewis to get the touchdown. And he got bent up all kind of sideways. Hmm. And that's kind of when Tom Brady and that, that whole everything was like, okay, this guy is serious. He's for real. And that's why we call him one of the biggest competitors in the game. Well, here comes famous Jameis. He's looking good. That Buccaneers team interesting. All of a sudden, the NFC South, not such a punchline. We did forecast that back in August. You don't need to look into a crystal ball to know. It's always going to be magical when we get uh, together with Handsome Hank, Ike Taylor, and Jamie. When can we get our own video? They want a video. I just want my own one. What do you mean your own video? Well, me and Ike. Oh, that? Okay. I will work on it for you, mister. That was so lame. Why are you always lying? (laughs) You are. You've been telling them that since. I'm a man of honor, MJD. I'm going to get it. Even in this Raiders-Steelers week. I'm still a man of honor, and I'm going to get you that video. All right, that's it. Let's get it over to the Sheck Report. You've done it again, damn Sheck. Well done. Back in Studio 66 with Chris Wessling and Handsome Hank. And by the way, we are aware of the fact that Colin Kaepernick is now indeed taking the pine for Blaine Gabbard. And we are also aware that Ken Wisenhunt is no longer the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Shout out to Mark Sessler, your colleague, uh, Wes, over there from around the NFL, who tweeted on Tuesday morning, what about Peyton Manning as a dark horse for the Tennessee Titans? That's a, that's a fun thought. You know, if he hangs it up after this year, yep. Tennessee Roots obviously is a head coach already. I think that's pretty... He would go straight from the huddle to the sideline? To the sideline. I think it's a fascinating idea, actually. What qualifies him to be a head coach? Isn't he already, essentially, coaching the teams? I think he's more of an offensive coordinator, but... 
All right. I think he I think he would uh, have some cachet with yep. uh, Mariota and company if he were to take that team over. Um, but also, you know, like the late great Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I kept saying as pushback to anyone who said, get Kaepernick out of there. I kept saying, but Blaine Gabbert's the backup. They can't do that. Well, apparently they can do that. That's he's how the, grim it is. He's the best quarterback MJD ever played with. MJD says, not best quarterback he ever played with, but most talented passer that yeah. MJD has ever seen. We shall see. Really? When he gets under yep. center, yeah. How about that, Wes? I'm skeptical of that. Get old yeah, MJD well, on your podcast to defend that position. Defend this, fellas. Like I say, midseason, we can reevaluate. You can take a little bit of a mulligan here. I had the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. One half of those, I guess, could theoretically still happen. I've revised my picks, though, now. And I say Patriots hosting the Cincinnati Bengals in Foxborough in the AFC. And I'm torn about whether the Packers are going to go to Arizona or vice versa, but I think that will mean everything in that title game of who wins. If it's down there in Arizona, I think Carson Palmer's going to get it done. If it's in Lambeau, I don't give the Redbirds traveling up to frigid Lambeau much of a shot there. But I'm going to put the Packers in there because it's my wish. And that's what I, enough already. Like I said last week, the 70s had Staubach and Bradshaw going head-to-head. We got to see the two best teams of, of that decade do it. We saw the, the you know we saw Montana and Marino in the 80s, in the early 80s there. We need to see Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers get this showdown. I, I feel like we'll have missed something from the air if we don't get to see the two best uh, uh, in a showdown here. Wes, how say you? What do you think the Final Four is? The, the way Brady's playing, by the way, we might have a five-year span where we could see Brady versus Roger. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. I mean, I, I, three years ago, I buried that. I said, all right, the dynasty's over. It's enough already, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Brady's old. Forget this thing. Yeah, he's a zombie. You yeah. bury him, he keeps coming back. <laughs> I, I have the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. I like your Final Four. I'd replace the Bengals with the Broncos because, speaking of skepticism, I'm just always going to be skeptical that the Bengals can win a playoff game because we haven't seen it. They haven't won a playoff game since 1990, 91, I, I believe, which is the longest span of any franchise in the NFL. This team cannot have nice things. I don't think they'll have nice things again this year. See, you're, you, see you're, you've been hurt by the Bengals. You, it's not what it is. Like, you guys, everybody had them beating the Chargers a couple of years ago. I knew in the back of my mind there's no way they're winning oh, that no. game. You can look it up. Damashek was with you on that one. We okay. park our cars in the same garage. I said, you watch. Melvin Ingram and company are going to go into Cincy and depose number 14, and so they did. What if Dalton played Peyton in a playoff game? Somebody has to Someone win Someone has it. to lose. <laughs> Handsome, how say you? I think you could have. I agree with Wes. I think you could have pulled if this show had existed any time over the last decade. You could have pulled a, a Manning Brady uh, AFC Championship game pr- prediction out of me, and that would have been pretty much right. So I'm going to go with that. I've got an exciting one for you in the NFC. The Cardinals, I agree with. I think the Seahawks get Ooh. hot enough and get all the way to the Ooh. NFC Championship game, and then play a, a divisional NFC Championship game. Round three. Round three. Or maybe we'll get the round three that we always enjoyed over the last three years. We only got it one time. Blaine Gabbert's Niners and the Seahawks. That How about fun. that one? That would be fun. <laughs> that would be a big surprise. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get to that one. Um, but what about? I'm surprised, handsome. Back to where we were. Uh, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes ago. In real time or in pretend time? In pretend time, right. in podcast time. You didn't even throw out Bob Greasy. I, that's because I'm not crazy like you are. Bob Greasy <laughs> should be thrown out of the Hall of Fame is where he should be thrown right. out of. That's Excellent point, point Henry. Yeah, he wouldn't be. I, I'm not crazy. I'm not, not going to pretend he's a top 10 quarterback like you're pretending Terry Bradshaw. Let me tell you something, and then we will wrap this show. But I want to tell you something. Go on. If Terry Bradshaw, if you would go back, if you could dip back into the 70s and pull a QB into modern time, mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw would be better than he was in the 70s even. Got that big right totally arm. Totally disagree. Really, sure. everything's I, I don't know like bubble screens now. Plus, he's had shingles. I don't know if you've watched his eyes, <laughs> but Terry Bradshaw. I'm not. Has, so, I, I, I'm not saying I want 70 year old Terry Bradshaw. I mean, in his prime, Bradshaw. 70s was all about attacking down the field, like Al Davis, vertically go down the field. And today, it's all bubble screens and crossers and slants. I disagree with you, Dave. I will give you that I, list. You know what? You know what we're gonna do. Chris Wessling, maybe we'll bring Elliot Harrison along for this. Handsome, if you want to participate, unless you feel out of your depth, I want to do Super Bowl era, 
Well, I don't know. So You're a young man. Patronizing. So patronizing. It's patronizing, although I've not started watching your game of football until right. 1983 when let's, I met Dan Marino. Let's tell I, mean, you I, had, I didn't start watching until 1983 either. Is that true? Well, I'm a couple years younger than you. We'll now, I, now that I don't have to stand <laughs> that That I don't have to stand I wasn't I'm able not to watch it. games when right. I was three. Oh, look, look, Chris Wessling acting as though he's a 27-year-old person. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we didn't get TV until uh, <laughs> till my junior year of high school because I had dropped out by then. Semi, semi true. We, 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 our, my schooling came, my book learning came. It was uh, it was one through twelve grades. We was all like all the kids in the in the town that I grew up in. We all learned the same stuff at the same time. That's how you do it. That's how, I miss those. Old Careful, days. there's going to be a fight breakout in here. No, in we were all in one schoolhouse. Every grade. <laughs> All right. Here's a, here, I'm going to throw this at Chris Wessling as we say goodbye. We'll be back later in the week for more excitement. Thanks to Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, Handsome Hank, and Chris Wessling. Make sure you look at the Around the or and listen and watch and all that, the Around the League podcast and the Around the League pages at NFL.com. And with that, like Terry Bradshaw, I throw a laser into your chest, Chris Wessling. <laughs> Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.